How's it going, Jets fans? My name is Alex with my co-host here, Ryan Moran. And today we want to discuss an interesting trade concept for Kansas City Chiefs offensive tackle Orlando Brown. And if it makes sense for the Jets to try and acquire him via trade and plug that offensive tackle spot once and for all, we don't know what Makai Becton is going to be coming off the injury. I wouldn't necessarily categorize him as injury prone. I think it was kind of he got rolled up on and um, obviously missed some time there last season. But at the end of the day, Orlando Brown is one of the best tackles in football. He would be a legitimate left tackle or right tackle for you for the next several years. Obviously, you have to come to an agreement with him on an extension, but the Jets have plenty of money moving forward where they can ex you know, really extrapolate on that rookie window of the quarterback position. But Orlando Brown's interesting, man. This is going to be an interesting discussion to have if it's worthwhile trading for him, Ryan. But before we dive into this package deal and what you would uh, be willing to give up or if you wouldn't be willing to give up anything at all, how are you doing tonight, my friend? I'm doing great, Alex. So I think when you look at the Jets' offensive tackle position right now, you know, with the way George Fan played last year, you know, the hope that Mekhi Becton could get back to what he did his rookie year. I think it's, for the first time in a long time, like the best tackle duo that the Jets have had and, you know, a tandem that Jets fans can really feel good about. Obviously, Orlando Brown, I think, is probably a top 12 or so left tackle in the NFL. So you could definitely make that valid argument. I think he's still only 26 years old as well. So he's definitely young, like you said, and has years of experience down the line. But I think, you know, the way I see it personally, logistically, it doesn't necessarily add up at this point in time for the Jets and where they're at. But, uh, you know, there's definitely some valid points that we could both make, you know, on each side of the spectrum. You know, when you talk about a young player at a premium position who could, you know, like you said, just give Zach Wilson a potential upgrade. Right. Look, Orlando Brown is a stud. He's going to probably provide more value um, than Makai Becton immediately because Becton, we just don't know what he is right now. Obviously, rookie season was pretty solid. A lot of upside. He's a humongous human being. He can carve out running lanes. The question is, can he hold up in pass protection? How is that knee? Is he overweight right now? Can he get to a proper weight and size for the start of the regular season? I think all those probably are, uh, are he's capable of accomplishing. Um, but I will say that like, you go for the proven guy or do you want to go for the guy that, you know, you spent a really high draft pick on that has still is, is on the rookie deal and has a lot of upside. Um, personally, like uh, right off the bat, I'm going to say that I would not do this trade mainly because I think that Becton is worthwhile um, to invest in and just kind of give him the opportunity to prove that he can lock down a starting tackle position. Look, he's on his rookie deal. The upside is there for him to be just as good as Brown, if not better. So I think you have to give the coaches a chance to try and get the most out of him. And if it doesn't work out, then maybe you try and trade him after this season. Uh, but Brown, let's let's go through what a mock trade would probably look like for him just to get an idea of what it would take the Jets to actually acquire him. So right off the bat, you're looking at his stats last year. He gave up six sacks, 45 total pressures, really good pass blocker, pretty solid run blocker as well. Um, played 1,337 snaps at left tackle last season. Um, you know, the first two years in, in the NFL played predominantly at right tackle, split time at left tackle and right tackle in 2020 with Baltimore. Uh, but locked it down for for the Kansas City and uh, Patrick Mahomes last season. Did have seven penalties, which is actually absurd. He had pretty good grades, but did give up a couple sacks and had a lot of uh, trouble in the penalty category, uh, which is something that obviously he needs to correct. But could it just be him, uh, you know, transitioning to a new team, new scheme, and just having a little bit of trouble adapting? But otherwise, played pretty well. Um, you know, six foot eight, three hundred forty five pound guy, huge person um, and 26 years old he's still extremely young and he's going to get a big contract extension worth maybe i don't know 17 to 20 million dollars per year probably something in that range um a package for orlando brown would probably be something like makai becton and i i don't know what do you think a first round pick 
And the I would think so. Team. When you look at what the Chiefs gave the Ravens last year, I want to say it was a first and a second. So. Okay, so a first and a second. You're looking at, yeah, probably Mekhi Becton. Because Becton right now, his, his, his value is probably a second-round pick. You know, because coming off the injury, you know, uh, two seasons, he's got, I guess, three years left if you include his fifth-year uh, rookie option. Um, I'd say that his value is probably around a, a mid to maybe mid to a little high-end uh, second-round pick there. So a first-round pick and a second-round, and, and Mekhi Becton makes sense. Um, but again, like, do you really want to give up Becton in, in his rookie contract? Do you really want to give up on his potential? I don't think he's an injury-prone player. I just think he got unlucky being rolled up on last year. Um, you know, what is your perspective on that? And would, is there any is there any realm where, like, you could justify uh, trading for Orlando Brown? I don't think so, honestly. Just looking house, like I said, with the two tackles the Jets have, it's really the best in quite some time. And look, we've obviously discussed George Fant and his contract that's on the horizon. To me, that should really be the first priority in terms of, you know, offensive tackles and giving out big contracts. Keep a guy who was your best player last year. I th- to me, continuity is important. You know, obviously you spoke on the offensive line coach and someone like John Benton and what he was able to do with Fant in just one year. I think you want to continue to really see that. Uh, have more time, you know, allow them to gain more experience together. And with Becton, I mean, like you said, his stock isn't really what it was around this time last year after the injury. You know, I I agree that was just a tough play that happened last year, but his rookie year, he was out sporadically, you know, so I think that's really the injury concerns that people have more or less was just the rookie year and some of the missed time throughout that season. So I think Becton should be motivated to come back, you know, whether – Who's at left tackle or right tackle? We'll obviously find out when training camp kicks off here within the next two weeks. But to me, I, I like Fenton Becton, and it's not really worth, you know, you look at even the salary cap where the Jets are at in 2023. Right now they're at like under $15 million. So I'm not even so sure that you would be able to fit in Brown's contract. And to me, just keep what you have. You, you can really feel good about Fenton Becton, and I want to just continue to really see them in this LaFleur Benton offense here. Right. And, you know, the contract um, is kind of the is another big question mark for me. Right. The Jets currently have nine point six million in salary space um, and Becton or rather uh, Brown is on a sixteen point six million dollar franchise tag, I believe, if they tag him. But 2023, the Jets have only eleven million. They have a couple of guys they can cut to open up salary space like Mosley um, or even Corey Davis. Uh, save ten and a half million there, and Mosley would save fifteen mil. So you can open up some some uh, cash flow there to get a guy like uh, like Brown. But again, you're probably giving up your first round pick, Becton, who are both you know one of those guys. Actually, both of them would be on rookie contracts, so they're rather cheap. Um, so you know, I, I think that you're right in the sense that it's not very realistic. But at the same time, um, you know, you look at the the contract he was asking for from the Chiefs, and you think the Chiefs are about to give him a six year, 139 million deal. He turned this down. That's 23 million per season. The offer included a signing bonus of 30.25 million and 95 million in the first five years. Um, but Brown's agent basically was like, we enjoy dealing with the chiefs and we understand their position, but I'm not going to let these athletes sign a flashy contract without the substance or security there. So the money was really high in terms of average per season, but it didn't look like they offered a lot of guarantees. I think 30 million in, in a signing bonus, which is guaranteed money. Um, so, you know, low guarantees, but high average per year, they could probably could have got out of it pretty easily without uh, that much dead cap space. Um, he wants to lock up that debt guaranteed money as much as possible. Look, if he's making, uh, he's probably going to be like, look, I'd rather take a $20 million per year, but have a hundred million in guaranteed money. So I think that's kind of where he's coming from in terms of, 
why he wants the security of if he gets injured, if he gets cut, he still has guaranteed money for years. And I think that that's kind of where the Jets would run into problems because they are locked into a couple of big contracts with Carl Lawson. And, you know, they can, you know, like I said, they can release some guys, but I ultimately don't think that it's a worthwhile expenditure, um, especially because you have to give up Beckton who has a ton of potential left and you have to give up your first round draft pick next year. And the, Jet, the Jets are going to have weaknesses. It's not going to be like a situation where their team is fully built. So how important do you think that first round pick is for next season? 100%. I mean, the Jets, like you said, the, the salary cap space next year might not be as much as it was in 2021 when you got Carl Lawson and Corey Davis. Obviously this year, Jets signed a ton of guys the first you know period of free agency. So to me, that's just really going to, you know, intensify the importance of the draft. And, you know, as you want to see Zach Wilson command that big second contract, it's just going to make the value of the draft that much more important. So to me, you know, that first round pick next year could be very important. You know, you look at potential needs that the Jets could have, obviously stopping the run defensively is something we've talked about, you know, is a really big concern with this team that, you know, they, they still got to prove this year and, you know, might be a big need next year. So, to me, you know, you, you keep draft picks um, as good as Brown is, someone of his caliber. I just think at this point in time, whether the Jets are at as a young team and really some of the moves they made this offseason. And, you know, like we said, the two tackles that they have in Fenton Beckton, to me, have a lot of potential, you know, to really give the Jets offense what it needs this year. Absolutely. But guys, I'd love to hear perspectives below on the YouTube channel. Make sure to drop a comment about this perspective player trade. If you would do it, Ryan and I are in agreement here that it's probably not the best idea. You go with Beckton, you try to get the most out of him, you coach him up, let him get another chance at this starting gig. You know he's got the size, he's got the talent to be an elite offensive lineman. It just takes a little bit more consistency and continuity in terms of the injury department and just good coaching. Um, and again, like Robert Sala and these guys, they didn't even have an opportunity to really coach him up last year. This is his first year with them, and he got injured almost immediately. So it's like, you know, we need to see more. Uh, but I still have a lot of faith and hope that he can be a pretty solid player for this team moving forward. Uh, but I am excited to see what he can do. And, and I don't think Orlando Brown is necessarily a necessity because he's going to cost you a leg and an arm and guaranteed money. Um, the Jets could afford it theoretically, but again, it's so much money and they have to give up their first round draft pick. Um, and the Jets, like they're probably going to be, I'd say an average team. And then, like this has always been my projection, average team. And then in the year three of the rebuild, they're going to be a playoff team. So they're probably going to be drafting like the 15 to 16 range this upcoming draft uh, in 2023, um, which I think will be a good spot for them to plug a really, maybe a hole at safety. You know, they got Jordan Whitehead, but maybe they want to get another one. Um, and then of course, you know, you maybe want to get an offensive, uh, another, maybe you want to get a center. Maybe you want to draft a center. Maybe you want to draft a guard. I, I know, you know Lakin Thomas and Elijah Vera Tucker are pretty solid. So I wouldn't necessarily think that they're uh, that's a necessity there but you know that offense is pretty solid actually look i'm trying to think of every position like what position do they actually need maybe they get after another a young corner who could compete with dj reed if he doesn't have a great season uh maybe you go after another linebacker i'd say linebacker is a big one you know cj mosley if they cut him they get a young linebacker in the middle of the first round who can go and plug that position that makes a lot of sense to me um so i do think that first round pick is extremely valuable and trading it away with Beckton just to sign a guy to a monster contract might be a little ballsy so um, that's my perspective. Love to hear your thoughts below in the YouTube comment section. Make sure to, make sure to like and subscribe as always. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Jets episode.